folks, get that sunscreen on, throw on your shades, grab your Hawaiians, uh, throw a couple burgers on the grill. It's the grab your Hawaii, grab your Hawaiians, Hawaiian shirts. You said Hawaiians. You didn't finish it. Hawaiian shirts. It's the it's the first summer cast of the year, officially at least. I was say you sound like the United States in what whatever year Hawaii became a state. Yeah. <laughs> first summer cast, Josh. We uh, yesterday was the solstice. It was the longest day of the year. How did you celebrate? I you know uh, I guess it was two days ago actually maybe. Well, you know I I definitely was uh, present that day and I listened. Mm. um to what you know the earth was trying to tell me by having the days be so long i sat my ass down and listened exactly mother nature uh it's weird to me that this is considered the start of summer obviously because i think we're all in agreement that memorial day weekend yeah is a cultural start of summer but even then i feel like if i was if I asked you, ignoring like cultures and stuff, temperature-wise, I feel like the, the te- summer temperatures start end of May, beginning of June, if anything. This feels this my whole life. This has always felt way too late to be considered the start of summer. Well, I think it's just because we generally would be like, "Oh yeah, school is out, so it's summer, right?" Like we think of spring as like cold. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. The temperatures going up. The point when it gets to the point where I just start sweating if I'm outside long enough, that's summer. It's summer. Like if I have to maybe early fall. If I have to factor in sweat to my day-to-day life, it's summer and I want it to be over. I hate it. I love summer. Summer is the best season. Let's just say that too, fall the first day of fall isn't until you have to put on a hoodie. We should do a seasons draft. Let's do it right now. I'll take spring first overall. Oh, dumb. You're an idiot. Uh, I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking fall first overall. Okay. You have it. Now you're, you get the turn. Who's, who's the third pick summer. All right. I walk away with spring and winter. I'm fine with that. Yeah. You're enjoy that. No, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with, uh, you're freezing. You're freezing cold. That's what you are. (laughs) You're snowed in. Hello everyone. Welcome in to the 78th episode of the Long Relief Podcast. I could not even begin to tell you anything about the number 78. Let's see. We've got the, it's the atomic number of platinum. Something I'm going to give it to actor Sam Elliott, who is 78 years old. Okay. He's that kind of rough and gruff cowboy character who has, you know, the thick white mustache. He was Ben the Cow in Barnyard, as you may know. Otis's father. I like it. Exactly. Uh, I'm, I, I'm sure he's thrilled that that's the character I referenced in his <laughs> long career, which right. he has like an Academy Award nomination. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm nominating Ben the Cow. <laughs> uh, in terms of athletes, I guess we have to give it to Martin Truex Jr. who wore it. Yeah, he, he, didn't, he didn't wear it. The car wore it, but yeah. He won it. He won the 2017 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Championship in 2016 Coca-Cola 600. We all remember where we were. Yeah. When Martin Truex Jr. and Furniture Real Racing brought home the trophy. <laughs> I, I, I never had any qualms with uh, Martin Truex Jr. when I was a NASCAR fan. He's one of, like, as someone who is not into NASCAR at all, he's one of the names that I always, you know, like I've recognized over the years. Brad Keselowski, Matt Kenseth. Oh, Matt Kenseth, a legend. The Bush Bros. Bush Bros don't get enough respect as some of the 
some of the uh, some of the best brothers athletes, the Mannings, the Bushes. Which you know, uh, no, we, we do not respect Kyle, uh, Kyle Bush in this house. Um, which, yeah, aren't which, they both shitheads? I mean, Kyle more so though. Um, what you know about Mark Martin though? Never heard that name before in my life. Bobby sounds Labonte like a, sounds like a vice principal. Bobby Labonte? Nope. Come on. What about when Tony Stewart killed a man? Yo, I remember when Tony Stewart killed a man on a lot of television and got away with it. I will yeah. never forget that. I, I saw Tony Stewart in day. person not, uh, about, what was it, two years ago? Something like that. We went to like his little SRX racing thing, me and my brother. And You were a it, vest? I, we were in the pit. I, I thought about, you know, and he lost. Uh, okay, here's a funny Tony Stewart murder story. So he lost because he's Tony Stewart. We're walking in the pit as the cars are pulling back in. Who is flying? Who's flying in this pit lane full of people right in front of my brother and I as we're standing in the path of his tires? Tony Stewart. I looked at my brother. I said, this is it. We're done for. And let me tell you, people at the SRX racing events, they're not big on Tony Stewart murder humor. They weren't very big on the jokes uh, from the looks we got throughout the day. Um, but, uh, we were there for shout out Haley Deegan. Um, but no, every other racer is like, especially like the old NASCAR guys like Bobby Labonte and all of them super nice signing autographs. They know this is not a serious league. They're just doing it for fun. We were on a little quarter mile track in Mil- outside of Milwaukee, Tony Stewart, huge dick, huge dick. Like looked at kids and be like, I have to drive when he was <laughs> taking practice laps. <laughs> so shocking. <laughs> This is an anti-Tony Stewart podcast. That's scary, dude. That's like seeing Dick Cheney when you're out hunting. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's terrifying. Got a lot to talk about today. A lot of hoops. A lot of uh, a lot of storylines. You know, the season's over. Of course, we did our title wrap-up last week. But a lot has gone down this week. It's one of the best times of the year, I think. That kind of draft, trades are, you know, dominoes are falling, free agency starting. So, a lot to go through there. Got some other topics as well, Josh. But Grady Dick is the best dressed man in NBA draft history. Well, Does that suffice to say? Is that is that a is that is it too hot of a take? Let me give you an outsider's uh, perspective here. Um, my brother, who does not know anything about Grady Dick um, or whatnot, when he got drafted, I was I, I was walking up to softball, so I wasn't I was watching kind of kind of on the side, um, unfortunately, of how that lined up. But I got a text from him that just said, what the fuck is he wearing? And I knew exactly who he was talking about. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, for those who don't know, great. just look up Grady Dick's suit. I mean, he wore the most ostentatious, in, the, in, in a good way, suit. It was uh, I, Dor- I, Dorothy's ruby red slippers. It was shining. It was sparkling. It was it was amazing. I would have liked it more had it not go so, gone so high up on the neck. It did, yeah. It did look like he had like a football neck pad on. He was wearing like a turtle, a sequin turtleneck with the sequin suit, right? Um, so I sort, I, sort I, of a kid in his dad's jacket vibe. It, it kind of looked like it, yep. But I mean, he had it on. Uh, I, I, I think, uh, I might give it to Scoot for best dressed of the night. I mean, I liked Wimbanyanas, you know, yeah, I thought, I thought it was good. And uh, Brandon Miller, you know, played it safe, nothing wrong with it. What would you do uh, if you were if you were a draft prospect? Would you go crazy like Grady Dick, or would you, uh, or would you go regular? I'm going. You know what's in now, Jordan? Vintage. Vintage is in. True. I'm, I'm pulling. I'm, I'm pulling up 2003 style. That would actually have gone crazy if Grady Dick had pulled up in like the Nathan Fielder suit. Like I'm, the, I'm pulling. Yeah. 
I'm pulling up in the LeBron all white, but there's a train behind me. There's so much of the excess fabric. I mean, why, why not? Cause it's not like this is something you're ever like, whatever they wear, Grady Dick is never going to, you think is Grady Dick just going to donate that coat to Goodwill now? Or like what is going to happen? Whatever the Canadian Smithsonian is. What? I'm Yeah. Put it in the basketball hall of fame in 20 years. Uh, yeah. I mean, whatever you wear, like, they, these guys are never wearing these suits again. So I, I'm just I, glad we got past the uh, era of the suit shorts. Yes. You remember that when I yeah. was a brief phase? Even, like, even if like an athlete in like peak physical LeBron shape, was like trying, LeBron, LeBron was doing it. And couldn't, it couldn't pull it off. I was like, no, there's no way this is going to catch on. No. That's, that, that's what, that's what uh, big fat, fast fashion is trying to push on us with global warming, being like, yeah, you know, the suits you still have to wear, but it's going to be hot out. So you might want to try true. some shorts. <laughs> One of those with like a Dwight Schrute short sleeve button down oh, with yeah. a tie. They kind of go crazy. Uh, <laughs> regardless of Grady Dick's fashion sense, which, by the way, I just know there were so many old men out there mad watching. Like, ah, oh, what the hell is this? Co-? Uh, from a basketball perspective. As a Raptors fan, give me your give me your reaction because I'm sure they were had the 13th pick. You you knew this was a possibility. Were you were you rooting for it? Did you expect them to be gone? I expected them to be gone. You know, um, when you're trying when you when you're trying to schedule like a dick appointment during pre-draft, it kind of is hard to get a hold of someone like that. You know, he's kind of slippery. But you know, when you got when we got that dick pick that fell to our lap into our lap at that point, I mean, you got to take it and appreciate it. Uh, whenever you get it um, but anyway back to Grady Dick uh, I think it's a, I think it's a good fit that fills a pretty instant need I didn't think he would still be on the board at that point I thought they were going to go with uh, Kobe from Michigan um, but what was his name Buff, Buffkin Brian? Buffkin yeah Kobe I don't know Buffkin? there's another Kobe too he went I know I every day I've been to, all day I've been talking about I've been saying Kobe Brown by accident but yeah, I know it's he went to Are, the will there be LeBron's I feel like we would see it by now because it's been 20 years. Why is I guess Kobe is a more it's it's a thing. I mean, you saw so many Michaels Brian. because it's a, it was already like a common name. Common. Michael was a common name. Michael. Oh, I thought you were talking about Kobe still. No. Uh, yeah, Michael. Michael Common. But um, <laughs> but no, I I uh, but on the same note with Kobe not being taken by the Raptors, I think that shows that they're pretty confident that Fred will resign. Uh, this off season. So I think that I think instead of filling uh, you know, quality, steady ball handler uh, positional need, they went with let's address the shooting, especially the shooting off the bench, especially since great uh, Gary Trent re-signed and opted in. That was, that was a quick hit later, but yeah, Gary Trent opting into this contract with the Raptors. Wow. I didn't know that. That's surprising. Yeah. And he actually said he wants a long-term deal with the Raptors, which I was very surprised by too. Um, so I, I, I think I think it's I think it's a great positional need uh, filled. I think Dick filled the hole perfectly if the Raptors were needing. Uh, that's fair. Um, I mean, yeah, the Raptors are in that weird space where like they're not bad to the point where they need to. Bl- I saw Siakam said he wants to stay. Yeah, I saw he said that he would not resign if traded, so he's not going to get traded. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's cool. I. As a Kansas fan, a non-Raptors fan, we have two unique perspectives here. I w- I was happy with it because there were a lot of teams that would have it would have sucked if he went there. I re- at nine, when Utah came up, 
I was weirdly like, fuck it, send him to Utah. We'll have three guys from KU on that team. I'll, I literally, in the 10 minutes or whatever, they were on the clock, five minutes, I sold myself on becoming a Jazz fan. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm in. They have new jerseys. It's like a new era. They have a new owner, new coach, young trend. I could get into marketing. And then by the end of it, I was like, all right, thank God. I don't have to be a Utah Jazz fan. But, I mean, Toronto is not – I would have pref- – there were a couple other spots that I was kind of rooting for him to go. I really wanted him to go to OKC. I kind of wanted him to go to Dallas just because I thought it would have been crazy. Uh, but Toronto, I'm certainly I'm, – I'm okay with. So, I think he ended up in a good – especially they – He's got an immediate coach. impact. What? He's going to have immediate impact. Right. I mean, they they fired their coach, but they still have Masai. They still have – I'm assuming it's pretty much the same – organization so it's not like he's going to a team in disarray like if he'd gone to the fucking wizards i would have been pissed but so that's that's grady dick that's the 13th pick of the draft a weird place to start but lucky number 13 uh let's go let's, let's go back to the top because women yama i mean what more is there to say uh we knew this guy was going to be the number one pick from about 2019 on so no surprises. Where, where does he rank all time as the greatest athletic uh, metropolitan of all time? I think he's one. I would argue it's 1A, 1B of Wimbenyama and Clark Kent. That's Metropolis, but I'll allow it. All right. I would imagine that the citizens of Metropolis are metropolitans, maybe. Um, I don't know. Uh it's cool. I didn't realize he had a teammate in the top 10 as well. Yeah, traded. Uh, he's on the Wizards. Um, brutal. No, he's going, no, I thought he went to Indiana, or was it vice versa? He got traded to the Wizards, drafted by Indiana. That's a one-two. <laughs> I, but I was really excited when he got drafted by the Pacers. So I was like, imagine going from Paris yeah. to Indianapolis. <laughs> at least now, I mean, Washington's a... Cool yeah, city. at least D.C. has like, you know... It's cool. So, I mean, it's probably like something on the list of coolest cities in the NBA, but I mean, what do we, what do we think about when Binyama? Cause there's obviously no analysis to be made on the pick here, but I say seven, he's a taller Kevin Durant. I think, I think it was a good pick. Yeah. Here's the real question. Why did they make Marty Smith do that? You weren't watching the draft, so you probably didn't even see it. I was watching a little bit. What, what do you do? Nah, that's about not. Oh, where he was in the jean shorts and yeah, he was in the jean shorts with, he had a Wimbenyama's face shaved into the back of yeah. his head. I think he's, I think he's, uh, I don't know. I, I think he's supposed to be kind of like their wacky guy. That's like the, they're he like, is. they're, he con- is, they're like controllable bar stool kind of personality who will just do anything. He said, like, but I don't know. I think, I think, like, little, I think it's too forced. He was like, San Antonio, it's now Wimbantonio. Yeah. He just doesn't no. rhyme. It doesn't fit, but. I mean, I mean the Anne in the middle. <laughs> it's a stretch. I, I think. I think my biggest takeaway: Wimbenyama is somehow taller than I thought he was. Like, I, I don't get me wrong. I knew he was tall and I knew he was long and big, but somehow when he walked in there, I saw him in the green room or whatever, walking amongst a crowd of NBA players and then also regular people. I was like, "How he looks like a." Cartoon character. Once he grabbed, like Will from Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Once he, once he grabbed that baseball and looked like a ping pong ball, I was like, "Uh oh." 
God. And yeah, he seems to have a funny person. I saw he was hopping turnstiles when he was in New York, which He's for a- him was probably like doing like, well, it was just like us going up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even have to probably jump. Uh, I saw a stat here. Can you imagine being in a subway at seven foot five, though? No. <laughs> I cannot. You would probably have to buy like three or four subs just to fill up. <laughs> I have a stat here. This is a advanced stat metrics brought to you by Intel Processors 3G, our new sponsor, um, presenting sponsor. If you are building a supercomputer or a Intel, I don't know how to. If you're building a submarine to go to the bottom of the ocean, use Intel Core Processors. Uh, this is a crazy stat for you. Victor Wimbanyama, his wingspan, right? Mm-hmm. 96 inches, eight feet. The Vatican City is 0.6 miles long and 0.5 miles wide. Therefore, the Vatican City is only 396 Wimbenyamas long and 330 Wimbenyamas wide. So if we start cloning today, we would need 750, give or take. Have a couple extras just in case. Oh, yeah. need to, just in case. Right. You know, bend around any corners or anything. Um, I don't know. That just... I was about to say that puts it into perspective. It doesn't. I've never been to the Vatican. I don't know how big it is, but um, that's your that's your that's your Christ, that's your Catholic Church stat of the week. <laughs> your Catholic Church uh, product placement stat of the week. I'm going to start a, doing add, add a church bell in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well, now here's my thought. Many for years. The stigma, the narrative, whatever. Every time there was an international top pick, oh, he's not going to work out. Always, oh, he's he's going to get, especially with big men. He's always he's not going to work out. He's 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 you know he's not going to translate. He always playing against you know plumbers and Czech Republic or whatever. I think now after Jokic did what he did, and to a lesser extent Giannis. I mean, he's not a big man. I think the stigma of the international big guy is kind of over. How is Giannis not a big man? I would say he's more of a wing, power forward, small forward. Power forward's a big man. <laughs> no, I'm talking center, big man. Tim he's Duncan's a, a power handler. forward. Is he not a big man? He's a ball handler. Giannis doesn't get the ball in the post. Giannis plays with Brook Lopez on the court. You think Brook Lopez is the power forward in that situation? I, I think I think when you're seven feet tall, you're inherently a big man. <laughs> is Kevin Durant a big man? Yeah. Okay, moving on. The... I think the stigma of, oh, he's a Euro guy. You're going to take a Euro over a college guy. I think that's dead. I think it's a 1-1 now. Yeah, um, it, it's definitely changed a little bit. I mean, like you still have a couple guys where you're like, uh, I think you're reaching there. I think, uh, you know, um, you've seen with like Killian Hayes. Um, I mean, of course, so, they're not all going to work out. but No, I but I mean, they're not, they're not like, all going to be Darko Militich's anymore. Right. I think that was the assumption in the past is that if they worked out, it was going to be like, even like as recently as like Porzingis. Who the fuck is Tangus Pengus? I never heard of Latavia. <laughs> um, but I, here's now a st- uh, segue is the actual stigma now about G League and overtime elite players. Until one like actually. None of them have been I, none of them have actually been good to this point, and I'm I'm still holding my breath, which leads us into the number two pick was thought I felt like all year until like three weeks ago, like it was gonna be Scoot. Yeah. 
And then like once the draft process heated up, they were like, actually, it might be Brandon. Yeah, it's going to be Brandon. Hold, hold on, we're receiving some information here. Oh, Brandon Miller said Paul George is his goat. Yeah, he's going number two. Yeah, I, I think Jordan just wanted another uh, kid to bully on his way out of the franchise like he did with the Wizards and uh, Kwame Brown. So I, th- I yeah. think this is just his final thing of like, he's like, oh, you saw me airball a free throw? Draft him. Draft him. He, want, he wants to see me airball a free throw. And then he's just kind of like, I don't know. I, I'd say <laughs> I'd say shoot him, but Brandon Miller clearly doesn't have to worry about that. Ooh, okay. Um but yeah, I can't believe I, I was surprised that Scoot uh, got bumped a third. Um, I'm not sure what that does for the future of Lillard there. I, I, it definitely doesn't make them like a in position to win now. Well, yeah. What, what would you do? And I think I know the answer of what you would do is trade Dame. I think that's what the logical person would do. But in this situation, they're not acting logically. They're not, they're, they're like a jumper on the edge. They're not thinking with a, with a rational mind right now. Yeah. The Blazers and Dame are the most toxic relationship on earth. They're, in, the, no, last, no, no. they're in the last week, I've seen headlines both ways of they're they're committed to Dame, and then it's Dame wants out, and it's Dame is not it's Dame is staying around, and it, I don't know. They're that just um, dump him, just dump him. They're that on again, off again high school couple where like in first period you see them making out in the hallway all gross like, but then second period you know they're fighting. Third period they broke up. Fourth period they're back together. Fifth period they have a promise ring on. You know, not, and, the, and the cycle repeats until Friday. He's not worth it, sweetie. Just dump them. But like, just I dump them. But like, he he said he would he would never leave me. I don't know. He's never going to get you that ring. You know it. You but know I'm he's never going to get you that ring. I don't know. I think the like I said, anyone who is not a Blazers fan and like emotionally invested in Dame or whatever would say trade him. But at the same time. There's some is there something to be said of maybe keeping him around a mentor scoop? No. No? There's nothing. There's no positive for now, keeping now. I'm in an Lillard, interesting, there's no positive for him staying around. I'm in an interesting spot here because we have our bet of isn't it a hundred dollars? Will Dame ever win a title in Portland? Yes. Which I said no, he will not. Right. And so, but I I do get if he comes back at like age 40 and wins. <laughs> So I'm rooting for them to keep Dame and to build with Scoot and Dame. The problem is they have three great building blocks. Like if you look at Portland on paper, you're like, this team's not in terrible shape. They got, you know, they just got the number three pick. The problem is those guys are all point guards. Yes. And then they drafted. They cannot probably play together. Then they drafted another guard in Chris Murray at 23. Yeah. And they have Shaden Sharp as well. So they got to do something. And I, I was expecting them to do it last night. I don't know why I'm always expecting these teams to have a dramatic trade that's announced on the clock, but it never happens with like, yeah. the top picks. I don't know. Um, every, every time you think Bo Callahan will drop, it just never happens. Right. Uh, Scoot Henderson, no matter what. Was. I'd be I'd be doing that if I was a GM. I'd, be, I'd write that note every year, <laughs> even if there's no controversy. Like I, if I was a Spurs GM, I would write down Victor Wimbignano no matter what. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Um, I don't know much about these Thompson twins from the overtime elite, but from what I understand, they're just the guard version of the Morris twins. Yeah, I I, I personally thought Osser looked better. I mean, he won MVP and finals MVP back to back years. I was surprised he wasn't the first one to go off the board. Um, but then again, it's the Rockets who drafted Amen. I keep wanting to say Amen Ra, uh, but 
um, yeah, no, I mean, I think, I, I think, you know, by law, twins have to go back to back. Um, so this, this fulfilled the prophecy just fine. I think the Pistons will be very happy with him. I mean, he's what, six, seven, 200 pounds. Can't really go wrong with that. Um, especially if they get Cade Cunningham back and then are able to really just kind of keep building what they've been slowly building. And with the, uh, the $70 billion man, Monty Williams at the helm now. So yeah. I don't hate it. Neither do I. I don't know. I, it's just very funny to me. It's, it's, it's very similar to the Morris twins where it's like, you, you literally can't, it's, it's just insane. The fact that these guys are the same height, weight, probably the same injury tendency. They have the same shot form. Literally everything about them is the same except for like mentally. Yeah. How do you, how do you tell the difference between these two guys? And they have put up largely the same stats. I mean, they're like, they're like a one, a one B on their team. So like how, how do you pick between the, is it a coin toss? I, Probably. Do you think, do you think uh, if it got to the point where like, let's say Oscar really wanted to go to the Rockets and Amon really wanted to go to the Pistons <laughs> when they announced one, the other would just stood up. Cause like, how the fuck am I going to know? Right. And from, from that point on, they lived their whole lives. as the Yeah. They just lived their on court life as the other, you know, that they, you know, they switched once in the, overtime. no way write that down. I'm making that movie. <laughs> you know, that in overtime elite, they switched to, well, at least once. Cause nobody who, who was going to check. Nobody's watching well, like those games on Facebook one. or whatever they were streaming on. Halftime ones in foul trouble. The other ones cooking. They switched. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of Morris more. twins have the same tattoos. Try, exactly. That That's, that's actual insanity in my opinion. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of a movie for this, like switched at draft. Uh, switched at draft. Um, switched at. uh they can call it pick me. Pick swap. That's good. Uh, That's the best I can do. <laughs> uh, Jordan, I saw an interesting question. This is going to be a quick hit, but let's just do it now. What would be, I, I saw a proposal and I love it. It, it would never happen because it'd be too chaotic and too fun, but I love it. What if they did the draft lottery on the same day as the draft? Like, the, the, the tweet said 30 minutes. Yeah. I don't. That's crazy. Two hours. Or 8 a.m. Yeah. You get a day. day of chaos. It's like you, you get all the other scouting time, combine, all the data you want. If you know if you're pretty much going to be a top 10 team, these are the guys you should be scouting. But like, yeah, what if, what if like the, the Pistons are like, oh, yeah, putting all, we're going to look into Wimbledon and Miller only, and then they get fifth in the lottery. I, I think I think that'd be I think that'd be a great product because like when, when you watch the draft lottery on TV, it's just like okay, cool. it's awesome. But then you're like ah, now I gotta wait three weeks. Yeah, and now it's like okay, so I know who the number one pick is. I guess realistic like, realistically, do it a week before. Oh no, no. I want as little as time possible. Well, yeah, but obviously they're not going to actually do it. But imagine Adam Silver walking out and be like, "Good evening, welcome to the." 2023 NBA. Yeah, they, they don't reveal it does until the, he announces that's what I'm saying. it. Does the little season recap and then the names on the board above him start just flipping over like family feud answers until you get to like number yeah, one. Yeah, and it's just every time he comes out, he just, he says the Spurs pick one Miniam and then he goes, the Charlotte Hornets are now on the clock. Like, no, no, I'm, say, I'm saying scrambling. I'm, I'm saying <laughs> no, I'm not that chaotic. I'm saying as he gets out there, he's like, now let's reveal the draft order at you know 14. And then it flips over the Pelicans and uh, it's me, the Pelicans. 
it just yeah it just starts flipping over and like you you know they're just sweating the crowd would be going insane the entire time if they beat the odds i think i think it'd be crazy let steve harvey host it fuck it i don't care fuck it he does great at hosting everything else. Fuck it. Adam Silver's going to Disney. Steve Harvey can be the commissioner of the NBA. <laughs> like, uh, uh, what's the deputy commissioner's name? Mark. Mark Tatum. Mark Tatum. Uh, I was going to say Mark Meadows for some reason. I'm like, no. Yeah, Mark, let Mark Tatum do like all the official stuff. Let Steve Harvey do all the hosting. <laughs> yeah, he'll be the public facing guy. <laughs> like they just walk out and he's like, they said Taylor Hendricks. <laughs> Uh, wrapping it up here. I mean, Anthony Black from Arkansas went six, and then the French guy went seven. So out of the top seven, only two guys played college basketball. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Brandon Miller and Anthony Black. That's insane. I'm pretty sure a Euro guy is supposed to go number one next year too. So, yep. Takeover. Where my uh, country then, gone, man? And then just a real quick flex. Uh, number eight and number nine picks were both Big Twelve from Houston and UCF. We officially get to claim them now. So. True. Those are both uh, repping from the Big 12. And then we've got, uh, we said Grady Dick went 13th. Just a, don't have to go through all of these here, but a couple picks. Uh, Jordan Hawkins, the national champ, wound up going to the Pels at 14. It was interesting. This one I thought was neat. Jaime Jaquez Jr. or whatever to the Heat. Thoughts from UCLA? You yeah. remember him, the guy with the, guy with yeah. the long hair? I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Very interesting. I think he's on the heat. I'm like, wow, that what if he turns into a, the next like Max Drews kind of guy? Yeah, maybe. But I mean, you know, let's, let's pump the brakes. If on the heat's on the heat with draft players, it could also just not work. True. They have to go undrafted for it to, exactly. for him to be good. Uh, and then Br- Brandon Podziemski was drafted by the Warriors, a 6'4 short arm shooter from Santa Clara. <laughs> Now, this is interesting. I pointed out because everybody was like, who the hell is this guy? He apparently was like a very trendy kind of pick to go in the first round. And I don't know who this guy is. Kevin Pelton apparently is an NBA advanced stats guy. This was the number two best player in the entire class, putting his advanced model behind Wim and Yama. He's a nerd. Who cares? He's obviously not second best, but maybe this guy's a gym and he ended up on the fucking Warriors. So that's great. Uh, skipping down Jalen Wilson, our guy to the Nets. I thought um I like the pick for them. I definitely thought pick 50 though with Keontae Johnson to the Thunder. I thought that was the steal of the draft. Yeah, that's 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 right. I we'll see how it works out. But right now I would think definitely out of the second round, he was the the biggest, and especially he goes to OKC. I mean, yeah, I thought I thought the Cavs were gonna take him. Uh, yeah, instead of Imani Bates, just because of a, just the problems that Imani Bates has had. Yeah. Um, to put it lightly, and just that Keontae, I, I thought I thought it was a better team fit for them for what they're looking for. But yeah, we'll see just if... kind of more polished, more experienced guys played a lot more in the past few years. We'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see if Imani Bates can put it together because he was. If you don't know, if you don't recognize that name, he was the number one player in his class until like. I think his junior year of high school. And then he like reclassified to graduate early and he enrolled at Memphis as a freshman, but he was like 18 or 17. And so he had, he was ineligible for that. He had a bad freshman year. He transferred to Eastern Michigan back where he's from. And I think had a pretty terrible year, but I think he's just all potential, all athleticism and stuff. So we'll see if they can, Cavs can put it together. 
I, I had one other thought here. The guy who went 60th, Chris Livingston. There was no 60th. The guy who went last, 58. 58. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Apparently, this was tweeted like when there was like the 42nd pick, or I don't know. It, it said that Clutch Sports CEO Rich Paul is informing teams. Let me find the exact language. Yeah, here it is. This, this is from, uh, and this is coming from uh, noted fraudster Shams Charania, uh, who tweeted, Clutch Sports CEO Rich Paul began calling, oh, well, first tweeted that Kentucky's Chris Livingston canceled all seven of his remaining workouts, believing that he received a draft promise, which is a thing that happens. And then Clutch Sports CEO Rich Paul began calling teams in the second round and requested them to not take client Chris Livingston. It's believed Livingston has a set draft, set draft spot in the second round. And then the next tweet, it says, after finding an NBA fit when shut down two weeks ago, Kentucky freshman Chris Livingston landing spot is the Milwaukee Bucks at number 58. That's not how the draft works. Yeah, but I mean, when you're Rich Paul, it does. I guess, but it's just insane to me. It says he found an NBA fit when he was shut down two weeks ago. And I know that this is the end of the second round and that type of thing happens because it's like non-guaranteed deals and stuff. But like this is a slippery slope, not to go full MAGA crybaby snowflake here. This is a slippery slope. What happens next if next year Grady Dick says, well, I found a home. I'm going to Toronto. Nobody take me above this. You know, or what if he says, actually, I'm going to the Lakers at 17. No one draft me ahead of that. I mean, you've they seen the last they let they let the mystery relevant, the last pick in the draft. They let him pull an Eli Manning. I mean, yeah, you've seen it. This happened before. This is nothing new. I think it's, I don't know. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. Do I guess see it flatly spelled out like that? I mean, I like, again, these second round deals are like non guaranteed a lot of the time. I mean, yeah, like you, you'll have players turn down teams to go to become an undrafted. Right. But I don't guy because think it's like, why, why would I want to be, you know, drafted by, you know, the Kings as a guard when they already have, you know, some, I guess, an example like that. I can go sign where I want, where I know I'll have a higher chance of maximizing on a two-way deal. Or it's, uh, I, I guess, I mean, it's just crazy that the Bucks had the last pick in the draft. They worked out this guy, who I'm assuming was a second-round pick. But like, what if the Hornets were planning on taking him with one of their like three second-round picks? Yeah. Well, you I know? mean, you can. They still could, but then that's just like you have yeah. to play the business side of it too. Of like. Well, you've already made the prospect mad, and then you've also made Rich Paul mad. You don't want to make Rich Paul mad. Exactly. So I think this is just kind of. I think I think this is Rich Paul kind of slinging his dick around, and like you can get away with it because he's Rich Paul. So it's and like that's that's the reputation he's built, and like that's what he's earned. So I mean, I I don't think it's anything new or inherently like I I don't believe it's a slippery slope. Um, You're not going to see. No, I was kidding about that. I was kidding about that. But I mean, it's just I don't know. I don't know. It's just stupid. I thought because. Mostly just pissed me off because I. It, if it, if the Bucks wanted him super bad and they were worried someone was going to take him, they would just, they would have just traded up in the draft. So right. I don't, I don't think. I know, but I, it's just pissed me off mostly just because it was the last pick in the draft and it was the Bucks, where it's like we're, I don't know. It'd be like I don't know. I'm going to stop making false equivalencies. <laughs> Moving on, we've got. Oh, I guess real quick, we've just run through a couple of notable undrafteds. Marquise Noel from K State went to Toronto. Josh did. I love it. It's a scrappy, undersized guard from the state of Kansas. Right. Speaking of scrappy, speaking of scrappy and undersized, Drew Timmy signed with the Bucks. 
on an exhibition 10 deal. That's very important to point out. Yeah, that's a summer league deal or whatever. Exactly. Uh, Oscar Toshibwe signed with the Pacers. I like that. Joey Walker from UAB signed with the Mavs. Jelly. And Sonogo from the champion UConn Huskies signed with the Bulls. Okay. Surprised the Bulls didn't try to make more moves last night. Yeah. I'm surprised the Bulls do a lot of the things they do. That's also true. A couple of trades here now to talk about. A couple of these are old news. Don't have to spend a lot of time on them. Brad Beal to Phoenix. Uh, pretty crazy. I mean, it, it wasn't crazy in this. If you understood, there's no trade clause and everything. Did we talk about this last week? I think we touched on it. Yeah. Well, either way. Uh, and then, which what th- this wasn't part of the same trade. The Wizards were wheeling and dealing. Chris Stapps for Zingas to Boston. Marcus Smart. To Memphis, Tyus Jones to Washington. Your reaction? Uh, LOL, Marcus Smart. Um, I was fast asleep when this trade broke, so I was surprised when I woke up. Yeah, well, I was awake when it happened, and then it fell apart, and then I woke up, and I was like, why are people still tweeting about this? The trade fell <laughs> apart. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I, I thought Marcus Smart was going to be a Celtic for life uh, kind of guy. Tyus Jones, I had really no thoughts about. Um, he's good he's good oh yeah but i'm saying i have no thoughts about him porzingis is not worth 36 million dollars so i don't know this is no 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 no, no. i don't know why boston did this exactly i don't understand it i don't i think memphis won the trade oh yeah Um, and they drafted they had a good they had a good draft pick in the first round who was it um you know with all the stupid decisions jaw's been making lately it's good yeah and uh, Mart's in there yeah and grizz and the grizzlies drafted marcus sasser which would be a good hold uh, during those first 25 games when Jaws suspended um, along with Marcus Smart. They now have the back-to-back DPOIs on their team, so we'll mm-hmm. see how much scoring they have. But uh, I, I definitely think the, the, the Grizzlies won this trade. Agreed. And then uh, the Wizards also flipped CP3, who they got for Brad Beal, for Jordan Poole, which I think – Every, regardless of who you think won the trade, I think everyone was shocked to see not only Jordan Poole traded, maybe less so, but Chris Paul to the Warriors, and they intend to keep him. I don't, I, I, I don't get this. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't get where the upside is for the Warriors. The only thing I can think is that you restructure his deal because I think part of it was only guaranteed. Restructure it, and somehow now that opens space to. Also, go. I saw somebody suggest Chris Middleton or something. Well, they have we'll to resign Draymond, probably. Draymond, they if they can still figure out, but like the, the idea that you get Chris Paul, yeah, it's forty million, or whatever. Mean, part of it, you get out of Jordan Poole's contract, which is probably overinflated. But I don't. I think you could have gotten something better than fucking Chris Paul. Exactly. Yeah, who's like been injured the past two playoffs. And now he's Steph Curry's backup. Yeah. So we were debating the other night. Do you th- do you think last minute? Let's say last two minutes of the game. Warriors have Steph out there. They have Clay out there. They probably have Wiggins out there. Throw in any big man you want. Is there room for Chris Paul on the floor with those guys at the end of the game, or will it be like Kaminga? It'll be Kaminga. I mean, like, will it? Can Chris Paul play with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins at the late game? Because he's not better than any of those guys. He's not better than Wiggins. No, and like he's just undersized. Like, like yeah, sure, Clay's mainly just a spot up shooter, but like he's he's probably got what a 
pretty much a foot on Chris Paul. Yeah, so. you would be relying on Wiggins to guard the four. So unless you're playing some weird small ball team like LeBron at the five or something. But yeah, I don't get it just because, I mean, Chris Paul's probably a very good backup point guard, but is it worth paying your backup point guard $30 million? I don't exactly. think so. We'll see. I mean, then this is the first thing that their new GM, Mike Dunleavy, did. So that's interesting. Um, well, by the way, the Wizards also sold part of their team to the Saudis. Who hasn't these days? Did you did you not see that? Because they no, snuck, they they announced it like a, ten minutes after the Jordan Poole trade. Ah! Total shot chase, total news dump. Yeah, total like oh yeah yeah. By the way, they sold. Or I don't think it was the Saudis. I believe it was the Qatari investment fund or whatever. But I did not see this though. They sold money to the. They sold part of their team to the oil barons. Um, and then the Jordan last trade. Why is Jordan last... didn't do that with the Hornets? Huh? Why is Jordan didn't do that with the Hornets? <laughs> True. Uh, the last trade here, which isn't actually a trade, but Bill Simmons said Zion was definitely going to be traded by Thursday. It's Friday. He's still on the Pelicans. Uh, Mariah Mills has been suspended from Twitter. Yes, applause is is required is is called for there. Uh, do you think Zion plays Game One in New Orleans next year? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Good talk. I, there's just a lot of speculation that he has grown. He has worn out his welcome, so to speak. Well, yeah, he hasn't played. So. Right, and that they're frustrated. They they gave him plenty of slack. He's taken it and played like sixty games total. Yeah, eighty games. I don't know. I there's probably something to be said of his values at an all time low. So why trade him? Yeah. I think with that contract, though, if you can find somebody to maybe flip him for Chris Paul, to the, Zion to the Warriors. <laughs> Are we thinking Zion to the Warriors? I mean, maybe at this point, who cares? Yeah. Why, Shit, my... they should have offered fucking Jordan Poole for Zion. Yeah. Can you imagine Twitter if the Warriors got Zion? Oh, my God. No. Twitter would have imploded. Fucking Elon would have had to shut down the site because the servers would have fried. <laughs> uh, that's all for tra- actual transactions and trades that have actually gone down. So... Instead, though, now, Josh, I've got the top 10-ish free agents here. Yep. Um, we'll, we can just blow through these, give our thoughts on where they go. Let's just say whether we think they stay or leave. How about that? Okay. James Harden, I think he leaves. I think he's going to Houston. Kyrie Irving, I think he stays. Stays. Fred Van Fleet. Stays. My thoughts, I think the Spurs should sign him. I think you should shut your goddamn mouth. How about that? <laughs> Chris Middleton. I think he leaves. I think he leaves. I think someone will give him too much money, and I exactly. think the Bucks will be like, ah, oh, brother, we don't want to give you 34 mil a year. Yep. We'll let the Hawks do that or whatever. Uh, Draymond. I think he I think leaves. he'll stay. If they traded pool, I think he stays. I think he's going to the Lakers. Play Maybe with that's why. Maybe that's why they got rid of him. It's true. Who, who's going to be his punching bag now? Can you can you really can can uh can Steve Kerr really handle dealing and and any ref handle a court with Draymond and Chris Paul on the same team? No, on the same court at the same time. No, there will be too no. many flops and uh, hits. There'll, there'll be a strike. Yeah, uh, yes, there will be a strike of someone's groin. <laughs> uh, Nikola Vucevic leaves because they don't want him back. He's good, but yeah, I don't no, know. He's not. Well, he's, no, he's 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 not bad. He's not good. 
he he's in that weird spot where like he has the numbers and he has like the pedigree or whatever, and we where like win. he he should go to the bargaining table being like, I deserve 15 million plus a year. I don't know if I'd give it to him. Uh Jeremy Grant stays. Sure, I agree. Why not? Uh Kuzma, I think, is long gone. Yes. Out of Washington, which good for him. Did you see he posted a cryptic Instagram post that suggested he might be headed to the desert to team up with KD and Wow, what Boy. money? With what money? They have the mid-level, whatever. They're going to be able to get at least one or two decent guys and then probably all veterans. Also, they might just trade DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, I thought that. But like, I don't know. They have I like no I money, and so they could just get rid of Ayton and free up – and like get something in return, but free up 20 million. I think the only team you can trade him to is uh, the Pacers since they're the only ones that wanted him last year. Yeah. Uh Bruce Brown Jr. I think he leaves. I think he's going to get overpaid. I think he's going to get paid much higher than what the Nuggets can afford. I would agree, but I don't know. I saw someone suggested that they could offer him a one-year deal and then the next year offer him like so like x amount more and then that would be like basically the same as him getting a big deal now, but I also don't know if you saw that Christian Brown uh tweeted out like pick up the phone and like to and it said like i'm gonna cry and tag bruce brown and then bruce yeah. brown re- uh, replied to it eyeball emojis <laughs> you tell me i don't know this league this league um austin reeves stays i think so too but he might go caruso and and go somewhere else spread his wings and fly and then uh dylan brooks He's gone. Ni hao. Yeah, he's going to Guangdong. Um, That's it, though. That's all I've got for NBA. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Did the Raptors hire their coach? Yeah. Did we talk about? I know that they did, but did we talk about that last week? Was that in the last week? We talked about last week because we talked about David Peterson. How I said it's a Serbian. He's gonna. Ah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's all I've got pretty much, Josh. I'll pass it over to Quick Hits. But before I do, new segment we're going to introduce called What is Luis Arias' current batting average? He's at 400. All right. He's at 400 right now as of this recording session on Friday night. So I hope he keeps it up. I put $20 on him to win NL MVP to win 500. Okay. If he bats 400, he kind of has to win MVP, right? You kind of have to. It's like Russ averaging a triple double. It's like you, you can't not vote for him. Yeah. If he bats above 400, which I, I mean, we've seen that can. happen more recently than Oscar Robertson, but still. <laughs> he, really is just, he really is just 100 contact, zero power. Yep. The single king. Now that's me in softball. Mm. I'm a singles merchant. All right. He's the Luis Arias of the Central Illinois softball circuit. Hey, I mean, let's let's do a stat update real quick since we haven't done it for a few weeks now. Yeah. Um, in short, I've hit, I think the last update was week two, but since then I've hit three, five, uh, six, seven, eight. I've hit eight more singles in uh, 10 at bats. Okay. I had a double, should have been a triple. But you know, whatever you know, they, they you play the you play the game, and sometimes the people running in front of you get a bad read on the ball. It's fine. Um, you know, then I had a sack fly, and then you know, just all singles. But a hey, sack fly. I had a sack fly. 
That's pretty epic. It was pretty epic. I was very proud. I had three RBIs that game. Damn. We lost, we lost 11 to 24. Okay. <laughs> team's in a bit of a slide right now. We've lost four straight. Pitching staff seems to be in shambles. <laughs> Uh, we, we, we're, we're in a bit of a slide right now. We're three and four on the year. Um, but you know, we, it's not, it's not about how hard, you know, you can get knocked down. All right. It's about how slowly you get up and how much it hurts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I, I'm still batting like nine fifty on okay. the year. Pretty much That's all that's solid, but we got. I feel like you got to grade it on a curve. So, like, what, what's the what's your relative batting average compared to the rest of the team? I don't know. Like, if you were on a look, real MLB team, what would be your look, average? Look, here's all I know: is are you like a three? Are you three hundred hitter? Two fifty? Here's all I know: I swing at the first pitch every time. You, I feel like you'd have to. The the they, it's they funny keep, to work the count. <laughs> like they keep saying, you start at one one every time. So I think that's working it enough. Yeah. Um, they keep they every time I walk up, people are like, "All right, find your pitch." The first pitch is my pitch. That's yeah. all I know. I'm swinging. All right. I took one pitch all year. It was a strike. I said never again. <laughs> um, but yeah. So there's that. There, there's that update, Jordan. So let's move into quick hits real quick. Yes, let's do it. Like a better word, Jordan. I have a fun fact for you. Okay, let's. It better be fun. Daisuke Matsuzaka. Ooh, has more MLB postseason RBIs than no. Mike Trout. No, <laughs> how's that make you feel? God, I will. Hey, shout out to Dice K. Shout out to Dice K. I feel an underappreciated pitcher. He was a he was awesome as a kid. Yeah, the, the what was the pitch? The gyro ball or whatever? something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is now outdated. Thank God. Otherwise, it would have been a whole segment. But just a short 10 days ago, okay, the St. Louis Cardinals were on pace to play more games eliminated from playoff contention this year than they did for the entirety of Yadier Molina's 19-year career. So this was – but, like, thankfully they they won a series against, you know, the – some, you know, some bottom feeder teams like those jokers out in New York – yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're turning it around a little bit, but yeah, I, I read that and I was like, I, I hate it here. I, I, I am not having a good time right now. <laughs> um, but thankfully uh, as bad as they've been, they're still somehow only like seven games out of first place in the NL central. So well, the Reds still, have, they still technically have a shot. <laughs> the Reds have that division on lock. The Reds are so goddamn good, man. Ellie De La Cruz is so good. He's the coolest player in baseball already. And now they got Votto back for the vibes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. My oh. dad is, a, I was going to say was, because he's also a Royals fan now. He's like a house divided, I guess. But yeah. grew up his whole life a Reds fan. Uh, so the Reds are have always sort of been my like secondary team. So mm-hmm. especially with how terrible the Royals are, I'm gonna just latch onto the Reds for the rest of the year. I'm gonna ask real quick because I just noticed it. Why is there a fishing pole hanging on the wall behind you? Yeah, Nick has been uh, moving stuff around and cleaning stuff up, and uh, it's it's a decoration. I've never seen you fish in my life, nor it's Nick Grady. It's Nick's. I've never seen him fish in my life. Neither have I. Let oh. me see that license. <laughs> Go, let's go license for license. I'll show you, <laughs> I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Go fish for fish. Yeah. Go largemouth bass for largemouth bass. Dude, Nick, Nick Cray don't want any of this. 
You guys in a fish versus fish versus battle? Nick Crady doesn't know pole. He he he, he doesn't know lore. No, Nick Crady's putting weights in the fish. I'll tell you that much. He don't know. Bait. I'll tell you that much. Hey, I don't want. I don't like to make accusations on the pod, but you know, a lot of real casters out here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, those who know know. Right. If you can't, if you don't know, you can't afford it. <laughs> uh, Jordan, you want to feel old? Yeah, my back's hurt. By the way, I, I saw a chiropractor for the first time last week. Uh, see? Well, here you back this is hurting. This will help you. Batman Begins, released 18 years ago. Batman Begins can vote? Yes. Damn. Batman Begins can vote. Damn. 18 years ago as of uh, late last week after we recorded. All right, Joe, I'm going to say some names here. Pedro Martinez, Randy Johnson, Nolan Ryan, Bob Feller, Rube Waddle, and now Lance Lynn. What do they all have in common? They are all humans. Correct. And they are the only pitchers in AL history who have struck out 16-plus batters in a game and still took the loss. Ooh, that's tough. As a t- as a, Any other time, you're like, wow, what a good list to be on with right. those guys and one and you mean And you mean they were handed the loss, not that their team lost. They took the loss. That's tough. Especially, did you realize who that one name in there was, Rube Waddell? Yeah. Do you remember him? No. He was the guy like a year or two ago that went viral. He was like the guy who would frequently run off the field when he would see a fire truck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay behind in cities and he would get a job at the ice cream parlor. He would chase rabbits into the opposing dugouts. He was that guy. Life was just so much more fun back in the day, it sounds like. you could He's an 1800s Google. baseball player. It was probably the, be- my, the, mo- the biggest dream job of all time. Yeah. Because you got to do cocaine. Yeah, right. Uh, pure. Yeah. Oh, gee. You got, you got to, to just drink beer and eat chicken every time, every day, and you were turned yep. into Babe Ruth. Yep. Like, you, you had to hit a ball. Like uh, They're throwing, what, 60 out there? I've, got, I've hit off oh. 50 machines faster. I've asked this before. If I dropped you into 1890 onto the roster of the Louisville Bridegrooms or whoever, uh-huh. I think I would be good. I think I would be damn fucking good. I th- I th- I think that there would be at least one song written about me. <laughs> I don't think I, I could think pitch. there'd be a ballad. <laughs> I wonder if I could pitch because at that point they were all just hucking it. They weren't they weren't they, throwing. They, they were spitting on the ball. Yeah, I, mean, I would stuff. have to enforce that a little sticky stuff. I'd be like, they're, hey, they're, they're, no, they're using sticky stuff. I would. Like the gloves I, are just like a leather like mitt they put over their hand. Yeah, I would show up with like my like actual like webbed glove. They're yeah. like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, and shut then you up. get burned at the stake. Yeah. I seriously think because I don't know how fast they were throwing back then. Either it way, it certainly wasn't what MLB the show is telling me they were throwing no. back then. They were... Except for Satchel Page. I'll believe Satchel Page was throwing. True. Back I, yeah, I couldn't have played in the New Year League. So I would have no. been terrible. Uh, it was funny. Did you see the thread the other day on Twitter of uh, the Babe? It was like, what would Babe Ruth do in today's MLB? And it was like, you take a, I have a heart attack. He'd take a 102 mile an hour pitch from Bruce Dark Ratterall and call the police. <laughs> he would he would rip a cig and be escort, escorted from the field. Right. <laughs> uh Jordan, um can I uh can I hurt your feelings real quick? Yeah. The Royals are 0 and 15 
Yep. And Jordan Lyles starts this season, which is the longest losing streak to begin a season for a pitcher starts in MLB history. Jordan Lyles. So when they signed him, mm-hmm. they literally signed him with the transparent prerogative that this guy is not good, uh-huh. but he is a warm body who can throw innings and t- save our young pitchers from their arms falling off. And he will not be the worst pitcher you've ever seen. He certainly won't be good. I'll tell you that. He certainly will never be good, but rarely will he get shelled. No, just he's just going to give up six runs and in five innings every game. Well, Jordan, let me give you let me give you a comparison. Which pitcher would you rather have? A pitcher with a I'd seven- rather have an Iron Mike pitching machine than Jordan Lyles. Would you rather have hold on a pitcher who has a 7.16 ERA with 55.1 innings pitched? 38 strikeouts and a 1.45 whip or the pitcher who has a 6.72 ERA, 85 innings pitched, a 62 strikeouts and a 1.28 whip. The first one. Are you serious? No, because I know who I think I know what you're talking about here. It's the second one. That yeah, the second pitcher was Jordan Lyles. The first pitcher was Noah Syndergaard. Okay. <laughs> I knew I knew the second one was Jordan Lyles, so I just picked the first guy. Well, I didn't say their records. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I believe me, I recognize that you are that ERA. <laughs> it's I don't know. I mean, he's doing his job. He's doing his job of he's going out there and every five days we're losing. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but he's he's delivering innings. He's eating innings, as the old timeless parable would say. <laughs> I don't know. Do I get it's, my L? But it's it's funny too because like, what else do we have? Yeah, yeah just, <laughs> we don't have anything better. You just got you have to play 162, and that's all the Royals are out there to do. I don't give a shit, dude. I, literally, so this whole season, I was like, yeah, you know, we're probably gonna be bad, but we got the young guys. Chris Bubich, who was the best young pitcher, well, Brady, but the most promising young pitcher out for the season, and Vinny who was the most exciting hitter out for the season. And the whole team is just terrible. I mean, there's a lot, there are still a lot of exciting storylines and things to watch, but I don't watch them on a nightly basis. No, I, I'm very confident in psych. I, I'm very open and I, I will admit that, you know, in years, like years past, even if even like 2017, when we were like, not that good, you're still on the high. I could throw on a Royals game on any given night and I would be invested now. Yeah, I mean, you were, you're still riding that high. Right. Now, the only reason I would ever watch is if I saw that it was close. And yeah. it was you like live late. an hour from the stadium, too. You have no interest in going. No. I mean, I, I probably will end up being a, going once or twice I mean, this summer. I mean, just because, I mean, it's five dollar tickets or whatever. Exactly. But in terms no, not, of going like, and, you know, it's not like the uh, you don't want to have, uh, you know, Bob Manfred coming in and be like, well, we tried everything we could to keep, you know, the Royals in KC, but. Oh wow! Your reverse protest had an average attendant game once. Fuck Rob Manfred. We stand with the citizens of Oakland. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I'm going to leave that in too, as a former employee of Major League Baseball and also an ally of gay people and someone who does not hate gay people. I will. Um, yes, yeah, so that's someone who does not put the thoughts and feelings of straight people first during pride month i will uh i will i will abide by those previous remarks what else you got i give on my l of the week real quick sure uh returning l of the week guest 
uh andrew tate charged with rape and human trafficking yes i feel like i feel you know as the first podcast come and say fuck you andrew tate um (laughs) i feel i feel pretty i feel pretty confident in saying that we should say that yeah let me be the first to say andrew tate's a bad guy yeah let me let me be the first to say that bottom g he's about to be bottom g hey whoa he's about to be bottom bussy oh uh, we got to get a leaderboard going of andrew tate elon anthony bass hopefully he doesn't keep racking up l's but the, I mean, the most he does, l's but also hopefully this... he's just gone but yeah uh I, I definitely think elon still has the lead um probably when... and hey hey we can give him one right now for this apparent i am about to become the biggest Mark Zuckerberg fan in terms of like standing an athlete, like a fighter. Like yeah. you see those guys that wear are like outside Canelo fights, Mexican flags, or yeah. like the Conor McGregor guy. I mean, that's gonna be me with the fucking meta logo. I'm gonna be like, take this fucker out, strangle him out on the ring pay per view. I will pay a hundred dollars. I, I will I, not. I will illegally stream it. But yes, if I would it, love it, to hey, see. This. Hey, if it's available on the Quest, though, I'm watching on the Quest. <laughs> I gotta see. I gotta see one of them knocked out. Dana White said they're dead serious about this happening and they're doing it for pay-per-view. I part of me wonders Dana White's also an exaggerator. (laughs) True. Part of me wonders are both of their egos big enough to do it? I think both I think both of their egos are big enough that one won't take a dive. Because because Elon Elon will be too much like, I don't want to be like memed on if I get knocked out. I'm like, yeah, I hope you get memed on for having a heart attack. No, Elon will be like, oh, uh, boxing gloves. It's time uh, for uh, a punch up. Yeah. He made the funniest joke of all time. La epic fight of the year. Zuckerberg. And I, saw, I, saw, I did see one tweet where it was stuff. just like, well, Elon Musk will be trying to make jokes during the, uh, the press conferences. Mark Zuckerberg will be analyzing him for weaknesses like the uh, VAT system in Fallout 3. <laughs> I have a serious question. What would happen if they fought and they said, Kate, they said, I don't know what they said the fight would be. What would happen if Mark Zuckerberg gets him in a hole and strangles him and kills him? What would happen? I want to know what would happen. I mean, and if he would, if he just got up and was like, "Yeah," if he dies, he dies. <laughs> because I'm sure they probably had to sign something. Or I mean, like, I've seen Rocky Four. Does he have? Yeah, does he have enough money to where like he would yes. have like his super helicopter jet waiting outside, and he would just leave to a desert island, never be seen he again? Goes kicks it with Snowden, right? I don't know. I just a thought experiment. What would happen if Mark Zuckerberg killed Elon? Hey, what would happen if I got into a little tube uh-huh. and went to the bottom of the ocean? Uh, you have any more quick hits? I've got one more. The Let's Yankees it, owner. Then we'll get into the submarine talk. Uh, Yankees owner Hal Steinbrenner. Yeah, appeared on a radio show yesterday and said the team has no plans for a City Connect jersey. Super lame. Because especially the Yankees could probably do something cool. I mean. That, the Red Sox did it. The Red Sox were yellow. Yeah, that, but it's so bad. No, it's cool. It's awesome. No, it's not. No, it's, so it's bad. awesome. The no, pants are it's bad. Awesome. It's the awesome. Met, the, Met, uh, the Mets haven't had a City Connect jersey yet. The City Connects are the exact re- like they're everything that's good about baseball, the fun, the crazy aspect and not No, 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 no. No, that was Players Weekend that they got rid of and took from us with the nicknames on the back. Yes. That was better. Fine, but 
not doing a city connect is everything that's wrong with baseball. Oh, it's about tradition and order. Do fuck off, Yankees. They, imagine so they could do some insanely cool thing with New York. They would have so much to work well, with. The Mets are going to have one. Yeah, the Mets probably will be. Theirs will probably be badass. <laughs> when are the Cardinals? Theirs is this year. They already got there. Remember? No, you're just going to make fun. Say the MAGA hat again. <laughs> um. And St. Louis is not Missouri. <laughs> um, the Grenoble Cardinals fans. Let's uh yeah, if, I be, if, man. if that's all we've got, though, it's I think it's time for the bozo of the week. And I'm not we need to tread a little lightly here. People died. And it is sad. Yes. But the bozo of the week is the CEO of the submarine company. It it has to be like the I, I think a lot about what is happening with it is definitely open to criticism. Yeah. Except for one person on there. There was one person, a 19-year-old kid yeah. of one of the people on there. He, he like begged his dad not to go. Right. But he went with him eventually. I think, that is the, I think that is the only like true victim in all of this. Yeah. Everybody else, I think, is very open for criticism. Um, Based on how how vocal experts of the field are saying, do not do this. Their own safety experts that they fired were saying, do not do this. And just anybody with common sense saying, do not do this. Yeah. I I think it was just like, what outcome were you expecting when you're makeshifting a submarine out of camping world parts and using a yeah. Mad Cat's controller off brand. You get the dual shock. Exactly. Like no vibration. In you, it, you, at you, all. it was controlled by the controller that you give to your like third cousin that you don't exactly. like that much, who's the fourth player. And the most infuriating part about it for me was that you did all of this, spent all this money to watch, to see the Titanic from a screen, not even from a real window. Like well, there the was one James camera. Yeah, but like. On the toilet. Yeah. And like, did they have a light attached to the outside of it? Probably not. No. So you wouldn't be able to see it. <laughs> the only way that this would possibly maybe be worth it is if you could somehow like get out and walk around. Down on but the that's road. impossible. I think right. what James Cameron did would be cool. James yeah. Cameron is the biggest baller alive. I think we actually talked about this on this pod many episodes ago because we were, t- I, I was stunned by how many people meant to the, had been on the moon. And then I looked up how many people have been to the bottom of the ocean. And I remember looking up and I was like, holy shit, James Cameron has done that like 25 times. Yeah. We were like, why is no one talking about? He's been to the bottom of the Mariana Trench. And these guys went like a quarter of that depth. And, you know, you never know, obviously, if they like. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to spend $250,000 to do this, why are you doing it with the makeshift guy who's never done it before? Yeah, why are you cheaping out on your exactly the bottom of the ocean? Like one of the guys went to space with Bezos. He didn't. He didn't go to space. He went up. He he went up pretty high. Yeah, with Bezos. Why are you cheaping out now? Yeah, there's got. I don't know. There's got to be a better way. And if you're a billionaire, why are you being like, oh, I'm the one to build the sub? Why? Yeah, pay someone to do it. Camping world. I mean, it all is just a, and this is why I, I obviously, again, it is sad in a lot of ways, but I got upset at the people who were like, got I got upset about people getting upset about people making jokes. Yeah. Because you can't not, if this was like a plane crash, yeah, it wouldn't be a joke. 
Yeah. If this is a boat capsizing and, and sinking. It's not but a at joke. the same time, if the fact that they were in a submarine going to see the Titanic and the yeah. fact that there was a GameCube controller and the fact that he said, I quote here, he said, I think it was General MacArthur who said, you're remembered for the rules you break. And I've broken some rules to make this. I think I've broken them with logic and good engineering behind me. Yeah, he didn't. No. Uh, yeah. Some could say you. you it's uh, we're the it, biggest it, dumbass of the year. Yes, yeah, the early contender, game. early contender. We're gonna have, have to write these down for the end of year show because I think we've had a couple contenders so far. Well, I think at this point we have given out Bozo of the week and worst thing I saw this week and everything. I think at the end of the year we're just going to give Bozo of the year, worst thing yeah. I saw this year. I, I think uh, final note: what Jordan said about being like, yeah, if this is a plane crash, that'd be one hundred percent different. On the same note, if Orville and Wilbur Wright crashed their first their their plane you think people wouldn't have made fun of them back then right so it's just like it's just like because it's just like what the fuck are you doing yeah well you want to here's a another here's a i think a decent analogy so uh politics hat on by the way uh a year ago where was he why wasn't why wasn't he building this up exactly (laughs) like a year ago kansas had the vote on abortion rights and one of the biggest, like, uh, I don't know if he's a preacher or what, uh, like billionaire, millionaire, whatever, so that was like financing the like anti-abortion rights uh, side of it was, he's like a notable guy. I don't know if he's a former, if he held office or what, but he said in some interview that he had like poured in so much money and he's so devoted to this. And it said that he had given so much money that he had to take away money from his other endeavors, including charity work, whatever. Oh, wow. And- shocking. Well, no, and then and restoring a Cessna T whatever plane that he has been like flying or restoring whatever. And he said there was some quote that said that like he was not able to like put as much time in or put as much money into that or whatever. Like a month or two ago, he died in a plane crash flying a plane. And so one would think if he didn't hate women and their rights, he could have had enough money to properly build that plane and wouldn't die. That's a situation where I think it's maybe okay to laugh at it. Yeah. Or it's okay to not only unilaterally feel sad. Yeah. Much like this scenario. And they were vaporized and a fraction oh, yeah, of yeah. a second. That, that's, that's the best. That's also the best silver lining. It's like they didn't even realize that it happened. No, I, I saw something that said like, that it like, sucks that they're like, you know, their bodies basically just turned to goo instantly. So there's never going to be any recovering them or anything. Right. Like the that sucks. That, that like that undeniably sucks for their it families. Made sen- it like, made but sense. when that one guy's kid gets back from that Blink One Eighty Two concert and also hitting on Mariah Mills, like he might be a little sad. Uh, we I think we got it. That just, guy is the fucking dick of the week. <laughs> I think we gotta just all ignore that guy. Yeah, I think we gotta just leave that one be. I mean, they said obviously, like when they said implosion, obviously everybody out there thought like the fact the idea of a can imploding i mostly brought this up because i wanted to do that that um, didn't pick also, up on the mic at all it didn't no it was silent it was freaky to watch <laughs> <laughs> it was freaky that's, to see crush a can funny. not hear noise <laughs> i crunched a can um <laughs> i saw also apparently when that happens the air heats to the temperature of the surface of the sun yeah and it also all all the metal compresses in 
And this would have happened in like a third of a milli- a third of a second. They said fast before their brain could even realize that the walls were moving. Yeah. Like you literally, like if anything, there would have been a sound maybe. It would have been like the end of the Sopranos. It would have just gone black. Yeah. Um, that's all I got on the submarine, I think. I think that's all I care to say about it too. Along with also just. Now, the, the... Someone, someone brought it up. Someone definitely had a, a trip on that book for like this weekend. Probably. And they're like, oh. did you see the guy on Jeopardy the other week or the other day? I actually don't know when it was. They they were talking about like a fun fact, you know, a little fun fact meet and greet thing. And he said, you turned down an interesting uh, offer recently. Yeah, I had an offer with a buddy of mine. He was going to, he built a submarine. He's going down to the Titanic. And, you know, I unfortunately, unfortunately had a scheduling conflict. He's going to think about that for the rest of his life being like thank god i had some conference in chattanooga right. that i couldn't get out of that day right. that 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 is that the guy the best dentist appointment of all time yeah that is that guy being like i overslept my alarm and i worked at the on the in the north tower yeah yeah god um if that's all we've got on the submarine though move on now to the worst thing i saw this week which uh it's not that crazy. Okay. So this is more of a, a bigger point that I have about social media and about the world just being uh, ruined nowadays. But this is a tweet from, I haven't seen Spider-Verse yet, so we won't, what? we won't talk about it yet. Oh, we, we should. Won't. It's so good. We will eventually. I haven't seen it yet. Um, but this tweet says Spider-Verse editor confirms there are multiple versions of the film currently in theaters. Apparently there are, you know, to play into the multiverse thing, there are a couple of times where like Miles will have like a line and it's different depending on okay, whatever version. Major, who cares? Yeah. What? But just like, that's just like a little. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, but that's, that's the whole point is like it's two versions. It's not like a bunch. I think it's, I, mean, I think it was more than just two, but. Uh, Kotaku uh, just says two version. Maybe. But this, there was this tweet that said this and, and the guy said, I was wondering if people might start noticing, which, you know, kind of funny. It's, you know, it's the multiverse, it's a movie about the multiverse. So it yeah, and it's just like one line, one line, who cares? And right, like, yeah, it, like it still it, says like the same thing. For like yeah, it's like, a, that's I think that I think the instance was like he said, like, and he said something like that's going to hurt. And then the other version, he says, like, really? Or it was like something like that. Like, yeah, like, so very it's small going to be like in like 10 years, people are going to be like, no, I could have swore he said that that was gonna well, hurt. Well, that, like, no, this, buy it on, what did he buy it on Blu-ray? What version are you gonna get? Is it different? <laughs> this is not the worst thing I saw this week, by the way. Obviously, this was the the tweet that I saw, and I was like, oh, that's neat. You know, a little Easter egg. I haven't seen the movie yet. Uh, by the way, I'll also now I'm gonna be very prepared for whenever that comes up. I'll let you know which which version I saw. I but... couldn't tell you which. Ver- I don't know which <laughs> thing I'm supposed to be looking for. I, here's a list of. I think it says there. multiple points. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, copyright music. Uh, I guess I can't tell you what these differences are since you haven't seen the movie. <laughs> well, I, re- I read it. I think there's a couple spots. I don't know. Either way. Ha! Ah, you just made a good reference and you don't even realize that you did it. Well, fuck. <laughs> I guess I'll go back and listen to that. But the worst thing I saw this week was, I think a couple weeks ago, I did, um, someone was in the replies. Uh, basically, I was saying not everything is a conspiracy theory. I don't remember what it was, but something to the point where like someone sees something on Twitter, like you see a, a people with the submarine, I guess. Have you, I don't know if you've seen, but there are people now who are like, 
oh, like the submarine imploded right away, but they searched for it for days. Why did they want you to, why did they want to control the narrative? What do they think? Yeah. This was a distraction from Hunter Biden being Shut arrested. Up. Uh, that was not the worst thing I saw this week. The worst thing I saw this week, this tweet, Spider-Man across Spider-Verse editor confirms there are multiple, multiple versions of the film currently in theaters. Very smart, paid blue check with 100 followers. Thomas Connors Jr. is this guy's name. Mm-hmm. His account is Mead the 4K Master, and then in parentheses, Tom Connor Jr. Um, he says, I didn't know they could legally do this. Dot, dot, dot. What are you talking about? Yeah. This is a movie. <laughs> this is a film. You just because you saw a version of a movie with a different quote. And then, and, and and I should also add, this guy is very much going through it in the replies of people saying he's an idiot. People saying this, by the way, is a, a great example. Clue, the movie Clue, yeah, had very different endings depending on which city you saw it in, which is actually really cool. They should make a Clue reboot. No. Oh, that'd be awesome. Anya Taylor Joy onion. is. That's just being uh, I don't know. It'd be cool. I'm in. I'm. I'm at this point now. I'm all in. On, on there being a clue reboot. We're at the, you know, we're at the midpoint here. What's your movie of the year so far? Barbie. Not out yet, but okay. Uh, I don't know. I would have to think about that. We're doing a long relief double feature? Is seeing it together or seeing it and then talking about it? Uh, you come into town for Oppenheimer, then we'll drive out to Lawrence for Barbie. <laughs> on the same day? Yeah, yeah. Of course. When do they drop? Is it, is it end of July or beginning of July? July 15th? Oh, I can't wait that long. I was going to say, because we're going to be together in August. No, no, we're not waiting that long. We should coordinate a uh, live recording for that. <laughs> oh, July 21st, even longer. Damn. We, Comes uh, on we, Wednesday? Let me ask you this, though. What, what do you, uh, what, which one are you seeing first? Uh, it comes out I think you've got to see Barbie first. Well, I think I want to see, I think because of that, I think I'm going to see Oppenheimer first. So that way there's not as big of a crowd at Barbie uh, when I go see Barbie. Yeah, but do you want? You know, you know what I hate. You know what I hate as as a trend in movies recently. People thinking it's okay to cheer during the movie in theaters. No. Unless it's unless it's like a blockbuster end like no. end game fighting movie. No, no. not even my, my theater didn't cheer during end game, and I was very happy they did not. <laughs> like a fighting scene. No, there's no dialogue. No. Watch the movie. <laughs> I don't know. I agree to an extent. Do you clap when the plane takes off? <laughs> I clap just throughout the plane ride. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, give it up, fellas. Hey, we got through that turbulence. That was great. If you are ever sitting next to like uh, little John on, on a flight and you hit turbulence, mm-hmm. can you kind of nudge him and be like, come on, say, say the line. Do say it. the line. Do you like, if you're the pilot, you're like, ladies and gentlemen, put, the, put your seatbelt on because we hit turbulence. Bum, bum. I think I think you have to. You have to. You would have to just be on standby in the cockpit until something happens. On, on the, at the ready. I think I think uh, people you have are, to kill the engine little, for a second. I think Little John is allowed in the cockpit of any flight he wants. He's on. I agree. He's got little wings on him at all times. <laughs> now I am ready for the challenge of the week. All right. Um, this week's challenge is brought to you by Vizzy Hard Seltzer. Uh, this week's challenge is, I was thinking, you know, what, what's been on the mind this week. 
between the submarine and the discourse around it, the ocean is on the mind this week. I'm so terrified of the ocean. Fun fact. So am I. I'm very terrified like, of the actually, ocean. No, you know that, that, that's one of those things where it's not a fear; it's logic. Yeah, I do not care what's down there. <laughs> like if you thought like, I, the idea that these guys that we've explored what like ten percent of the ocean or whatever, and these guys went through it all down to not even. They were so deep that it was like impossible to get them or whatever. And they were like, the Marriott Trench is way deeper. Other parts of the ocean are way deeper. Yeah. The fact that there's just so much down there, we have no idea what it is. And you, when you, I didn't know this either. So there's the top of the ocean, obviously. Oh, really? I'm it, familiar. There's fish, sharks, whatever. It, apparently the middle of the ocean is like the, actually the scariest part. Yeah, and like the craziest. Because it's all darkness and nothing, whereas on the bottom there's the ocean floor, which you know sustains an entirely different like ecosystem or whatever. Mm-hmm. But been on the mind a lot this week: ocean, yeah. deep deep sea fish, and whatnot. So we've got three rounds here. I've got in front of me each round. There will be you will be presented with three names of deep sea fish or deep sea creatures. You have to tell me which one is the real one. Okay. You get a re- there will be two fake names that I came up with and one real one. Okay, two truths and a lie. Okay. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh two lies and a truth. Um round one. The diamond angler, the flapjack octopus, and the split-tailed snipper. Can I phone a friend? Can I call Nick Crady in here since apparently he's a professional fisherman with his <laughs> on the wall? Nice. No um diamond angler the diamond angler the flapjack octopus and the split-tailed snipper i'm gonna say the split-tailed snipper is the real one incorrect the flapjack, flapjack octopus. damn it i was gone oh, i almost picked flapjack uh round two but i was like two. he's probably thinking marvelous misadventures on the mind that's why he made up that name that was... uh round two here the elusive glass octopus the atlantic skid shark or the blue chalkfish? Chalkfish. No, it is the elusive glass octopus. Oh, wait, I'm picking what's the real one. Shit. <laughs> glass octopus is the real one. I know. Um, I was going to say that. Well, Shit. All right. I thought I was picking the fake one. Well since, well, since you said the wrong one there, this third round, this third question will be worth 30 <laughs> points. I was going to say, when, when you one. said the elusive glass octopus, I was like, oh, yeah, that's real. <laughs> That's crazy, me glass octopus. Um, Why did I? Oh, I got, I got, I got my own head. I was thinking we were picking. I, I said two truths and a lie, so I was thinking that was the format. <laughs> um, third round here. This one is worth three hundred points. Okay, for all the marbles. Thank you, um, Grazing bonefish, Japanese salt eel, or vampire squid. You're really good at coming up with fake fish names. Thank you. I'm gonna go with bonefish. Incorrect. It's vampire squid. I'm Bone really good. A real fish. What? Bonefish is a real fish. You might be. I said grazing bonefish. Oh, now you're getting semantics on me. All right, you want to do a tiebreaker? I'm going to come up with two more on the fly. I got my. I got a link here to deep sea creatures. Let me find a real one, and I'll come up with two fake ones. Okay, we got our uh, tiebreaker around here now. Um, are you ready? Yeah. Deep-toed seal, shaggy frogfish, or javelin puffer crab? 
Okay, let's see. You were probably thinking about the Shaggy Dog starring Tim Allen. You made the Shaggy Puffer Crab. Or Shaggy, the friend of the dog. It's true. Or Shaggy, because, you know, it wasn't me. Right. Um, what was the first one? Deep Toad Seal. Deep Toad. Shaggy Frogfish or Javelin Puffer Crab. Deep Toad or Javelin Puffer Crab. I'm picking the real one. I'm going to go Javelin Puffer Crab. Incorrect. It's it was a damn fucking fish. seal. It's the... It's Shaggy Frogfish. There's no way. Yeah, no, it is, brother. Shaggy. I don't know what it looks Wait, like. Wait, Shaggy's last name is Rogers from Scooby-Doo? No, it's Frogfish. Shaggy Frogfish. Frog looks like a damn... Ew. This looks like what SpongeBob was watching on the, on the porno. Ew, this thing's disgusting. What the... Why didn't we... Why did we name this? Why didn't we kill it? Yeah, why didn't we... Why didn't we eradicate this from the we earth? Should be allowed to exterminate some animals if they're ugly. So, if they're icky looking. Yeah, it, like what is? You can't tell me that thing does a net positive for the earth. No, there's nothing that thing does that is like, oh yeah, we gotta keep this bad boy around. Get those dodos out of here. God. Uh, sweep though for me. No, you don't. You didn't compete in anything. I sweep. Yeah, I did. I was the deal. I'm the dealer. Next week, you bring a challenge. No. Bring a small, bring a trivia challenge for next week. I'll forget. I probably. <laughs> um, any other thing? Any other thoughts you want to get off here into the ether? Uh for the sake of digital footprint, probably not. Fair. I think uh, I think I uh, yeah. I just hope everyone has a stand with Ukraine. I just hope everyone had a good week. I hope everyone does have a good week. You don't mind if I have a good week. Shout out to Caucasian James for the, he's this guy's honorary first pitch captain of the week. There you go. I don't know why it's first pitch considering this is the last two minutes of the podcast. But. No, this is all the pregame show. Yeah. Yeah, wait, you were you even recording? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is our two-hour warm-up that we do every right. episode. Um, if that's all, Josh, we'll go ahead and thank you all for listening to the 78th episode of the Long Relief Podcast. Thank you for listening wherever you are listening. Go ahead and give us five stars. Give us a good review. Uh, on Spotify, don't forget to fill out the Q&A section. That's untrue. Swipe up on the episode. Uh, Fill it out. Ask us a question. We'll answer it live on air next week. That's the Long Relief guarantee, folks. Thank you. We love you all, each equally. 100% 100% to the max. Uh, we'll be back next week, probably with some NBA free agency news. We'll see. Uh, Kyrie Irving will be a Metropolitan 92 or something crazy will happen. I don't know. Thank you all. We love you. Donate to the Trevor Project, and we will see you next month. Next month? Oh. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Shit. <laughs> we'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>